Hello, and welcome to Pokédex Pathfinders, where we explore the Pokédex at a leisurely pace. I'm Ben. And I'm Andy. On today's episode, we talk about numbers 46 and 47, the Paris family. Ben asked me questions on Blaine's Quiz Show. And we talk about what we want to see in the new game, Pokémon Legends Arceus. Let's get to it. Alright, so we are starting out today with number 46, Paris. It is the Mushroom Pokémon, you know... One episode after oh, we do the weed oh, it poke. Oh, sure is. <laughs> we got the weed poke, and now we got the shroom poke. Oh, yeah. This is the hippie section. <laughs> We're really out in the fields now. <laughs> it is grass and bug type. And believe it or not, I don't know why this shocked me, but this is the first grass and bug poke that we've done so far. Yeah, one where it actually could have been poison and made sense. We're actually going to pivot away, and it's going to be hey, bug shut and up. Yeah, Oddish was so much more poisonous, but these mushrooms mean nothing. Well, good God, was this... <laughs> just do it. ...was this a Pokemon? Now, I just have to say that, first of all, I was floored by the creepiness of this thing. I thought that this was going to be just probably the most boring one, like Rattata level, and yep. wow, was I wrong. Uh, this is this is probably the scariest Pokemon we've seen to date, probably one of the scariest in the 151 in general to me, like from an existential point of view. I don't know if I agree with that because of the ghost Pokemon, and I also have a, a point to that, but let's just get into it. Tell me about the biology. Yes. So Holy crap. Things are about I to get weird. I did split it. I split it into two. I split it into real world biology and Pokemon biology. So I'm just going to talk poke biology first. Yeah, please. So we had bats, we had carnivorous plants, and now we have mushrooms that control Pokemon. So this is, Paris is kind of like a nymph of a cicada. That's what it looks like. Uh, though I thought it was a crab when I was a kid. Apparently it is not. I uh, always thought this thing was a crab growing up. Yes. You know what I always thought it was? I thought it was supposed to be like a hermit crab, especially exactly. Parasect looks like a hermit crab. I always thought hermit crab that you find in a forest, but not so much. But no. So the red and yellow mushrooms are a parasitic fungus. They are called Tochikaso, which is interesting because that is both the fictional name and the real name. So I guess you could say that this is our first true instance of like a real thing. I don't know. I mean, it's not an animal. So, I mean, we've seen plants before, but this is a real one-to-one. Mushrooms are plants. I know they're not plants. I'm saying we've seen plants, <laughs> so it would be okay if there would be fungus. Only animals don't exist here. But Fair enough. The mushrooms can be removed for Paris, and I guess that's kind of the big thing, is they can take them off. The mushrooms grow from spores. The, the Pokedex states that they grow from spores that are doused on it at birth by the mother. Yes, which is going to get... Again, like real weird later, but I do think that that's kind of weird that the mother is uh, is the mother being controlled to do that by the mushroom. I want to save that, but the short answer is yes. <laughs> I'm just going to ask the question. This is the most important question for this poke, and I kind of asked this a little bit with Vileplume, but I think it pertains much more to this. What is the Pokemon? That is the thing, and that is what I that's what I learned from is this. Is the Pokemon the Paris? Is it the mushroom? Or is it the two of them together working in symbiosis? My foreshadowing is that for now, it is the Paris. Okay. So as you of, think... As of Paris, well, it's, it is confirmed through the dexes and things, but as of right now, it's the Paris, and the Paris seems to think that it is friends with the mushroom, which is right, how, I'm gonna, a little sad. I think at this point, I know this sounds weird, but I think right now it is almost the a Paris is the two of them together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like a symbiotic, for now, it's like a symbiotic thing. Yeah. 
I know this is not why they went with the name, but I really wish that they had played up on the pun pair us like oh i thought you were gonna say like paris like we we (laughs) (laughs) its arms are baguettes (laughs) i was (laughs) i was gonna say the uh the mushroom is actually just a beret (laughs) yes oh my god i guess the the biggest thing that i gleaned from this is the important distinction is that the mushrooms draw nutrients from the host and they have i guess underlined some command over this pokemon's actions they they will the Paris to do things. Here's why I think it's both. I don't think that the crab, cicada, bug, whatever you want to call it. It can be a crab. <laughs> I mean, crabs and cicadas are the same thing. It's, it's a crab. When you eat crab, you're just eating sea cicadas. Just saying. That makes it I more delicious to me. Yeah, you've made it better. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure the, the, the locust horde was this past summer. I distinctly remember hearing people say, if you have a seafood allergy, you can't eat the cicadas because you will have an allergy to them potentially as well if one if one slaps you in the face would you have a little red mark then (laughs) (laughs) i hate those things so much anyway i think that that creature is almost its own creature i wish that they would like this would be a great opportunity for a regional variant i'm just throwing this out there of having just that bug on its own or in a relationship with another Basically cheating on the mushrooms. Now, I'm even getting ahead of myself, but a Paris without its mushrooms would be significantly stronger than Paris with the mushrooms. I agree. And also, uh, most of the Pokedex entries refer to it as the bug host. Yes. I think they're more focused on the mushrooms. They are. It's at least two different organisms, and it's the mushroom poke. I'd, I'd agree that we're at least 50-50. It's not going to stay that way. It will not stay alert. that way, and I... I was truly baffled by this thing. I was really impressed. I mean, I guess that's what's been going on with this podcast is I, I learned something uh, reading about this this book. I do. I would like to point out real quick that these kind of looks like a tick. And part of me is like, is this some weird like karma fantasy for like instead of ticks praying and being a parasite <laughs> oh, basically <no. laughs> on uh, like mammals? Is this like suck it ticks? Now you got mushrooms eating at you. <laughs> ticks getting bitten this time. This is Pokemon's. <laughs> So I have a lot more stuff that I'd like to say for the family as a whole yeah. in ideas and biology. So if you have anything else specific to Paris, I just wanted to touch on what Tochikaso is in real life, because I didn't really know about this one. When I think of it's, it's cordyceps or I think that's what it is. Cordyceps are the mushrooms that kind of control uh, insects and will them to do things. But Tochikasa specifically, it's one that is in the Himalayas and it parasitizes the larva of moths. And it is extra creepy because this thing germinates in the larva, it mummifies it, and then the body of the fungus emerges from the caterpillar. In the Himalayas, they actually would sell this, the whole thing, as medicine. I found that very strange because obviously they this is not quite what they're doing with this, but it's obviously that's where it's drawing inspiration from. The species that you're looking for is Cordyceps sinensis. It's the caterpillar fungus. By the way, in doing research, Bulbapedia actually made a very interesting article. Listener, we strongly recommend you listen to it. It's not a very lengthy read, but it's very interesting and a good jumping off point, which we love to talk about, you know, Pokemon being a good jump for learning about real world examples of things. But there is an article called On the Origin of Species, Paris and Parasect. Definitely worth a read. It has some pictures 
of the cordyceps that you're talking about and just talks about this as a real real world example and what it really does. It's it's some pretty scary shit. It, it's very scary, but it's very cool. I didn't know that Paris was this cool. I, again, I kind of thought that Paris was like a bug rattata. I thought it was just yeah. like a silly bug. Okay, I would also just like to point out, related to this whole idea of the bug parasite and everything, thank God this stuff stays on the insect level. Like, the thought of, like, I wake oh, up one God. morning and... Uh, my wife is being controlled by some mushrooms shooting out of her head. Like insanity. Yeah. No, I am so glad that that is not it's a the happening threat. all over again. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest acting by Marky Mark I've ever seen. Yes, a, a very strong piece of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about some game data for Paris. It is found in Mount Moon in the Safari Zone in Gen One. Gen Two. It is in the National Park during the, the bug catching uh, event. Diamond and Pearl, it's in the Great Marsh. A lot of times when it's in the wild, it's in these very remote. It's not something that you find in routes between cities. I like that. This this is an appropriate level of it's not super rare. It's not like crazy, but you definitely have to go to more, more remote places. You don't have to go all the way down to like sea, sea foam and you don't have to go into these extreme elements, but it's like, it's in the forest. It's weird. You have to get out of the city a little bit. You're not going to find it in the park down the street. It just, it just makes sense. And that's what I found now for Vileplume too, is that, and, and even Venusaur, if it was out in the wild, was that this is not a Pokemon you're finding like in the bushes by your house. This is not even in the forest by your house. This is deep forest. You have to go deep in to track this thing down. Just like in real life, I mean, there are things that people don't ever get to see because it is so deep in the forest. Yeah, you're not going to find a parasite-ridden bug crab walking around in your yard. You know what else you're not going to find? A Paris or a Parasect in Gen 8. Really? They are not in Gen 8 at all. They are not in any of the expansion packs or anything, and they are not even tradable into the game. They were dropped as part of the super scandalous national decks. uh, Oh, here it is. Yeah, I was going to say it was one of those didn't get past the police line, huh? Yeah, these are the kind of uh, pokes that people were out there screaming about. (laughs) Uh, Yes, one that I would have fought tooth and nail for without knowing (laughs) uh, what its deal was. (laughs) I was going to say, before reading about the different fungi in the real world instances of this poke, I never thought about this Pokemon twice. Never. Truly never. So two more quick things for the game. No real noticeable or notable uncomfortable mating pairs. It's the same as Oddish. It's already as gross as it's going to get. Also, in Gen 1, this was four times weak to flying, poison, (laughs) and fire. This thing was was worthless. (laughs) I think that that was ultimately just a typing oversight. Like, they they made it, and they were like, oh, shit. But it is a really nice callback to what this Pokemon is when I think about it. Because this Pokemon's main thing is that it's weak. That is, like, its defining characteristic. And I think it's because these mushrooms are zapping all the energy out of it. That's fair, except I think that the mushrooms are pretty strong on their own. So Oh, that the mushrooms are quite out? strong. But the Well, as we've established, I think the Pokemon is equally parts the mushroom, so shouldn't it be stronger? Well, the mushroom's not supposed to be walking around. So once it's mobile, it's like, oh God, I was never supposed to encounter these things. <laughs> the mushroom itself is not walking around yet. Well, not yet. Okay, so speaking of the game, though, 
uh, it's the decks and trees that are really like killing me, mainly yeah, for Parasect. Rough. But the big one that I noticed was that I, I haven't played Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, but it said that they they say phrases at various times, like when their health is regular, when their health is medium, or whatever. Paris's main phrase is the mushrooms in my, on my back are my friends. Oh God! And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm sure you do think that. I'm sure that doesn't that you sound do like a host. That doesn't sound like a hostage situation at all. Not at all. Is the Paris also rapidly blinking in Morse code at the same time that it's saying this? <laughs> Help me. Going back though to just this whole weakness thing, totally double down on it because Paris and Parasect do have their own anime episode, and it is straight filler. It's called the Problem with Paris, and in this episode, it's all Ashen- the French people. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, we, we kid. <laughs> They're, they're just going to the town for medicine. It's not any for any real specific thing. But they take on... Ash takes on a trainer named Cassandra who really, really wants to battle. So he's like, all right, sure. But it's one of those that... Is, she's not angry. It's like, it's not competitive. It's just to do it. And so Pikachu is literally making small talk with Paris before the match. And the Paris is cowering in fear. And the whole idea of the episode is that the Paris is so weak, she's trying to get it to evolve so she can use the mushroom for medicine but it can't battle it can't battle so it can't evolve so ash's pokemon are literally cycling through trying to throw the match to give this thing experience so that it can evolve that sounds on track i don't think i ever used a paris or a parasect in game no again once we get to paris i had one on my team well no they're, they're too weak to use but once we get to Parasect, we're going to see why this trainer is, like, especially horrible for trying to force this thing to evolve. And maybe that's why it's so afraid to evolve. Seriously. So the original promo name, this is just a, a quick note here. The original promo material had the name for this Pokemon as Parasite. Thank you for changing that, Nintendo. That's a little too on the nose. Paris and Parasect. Naming's good. It's nothing baffling, but it's... Uh, yeah, that's kind of like... How Snorlax was originally large, sleepy, fat guy. Pikachu was originally electric mouse. Like it was just two. Don't forget. <laughs> don't forget enigmatic grass. Yes. <laughs> too descriptive. <laughs> My mini hypothetical for the uh, oh. episode here. What if this thing somehow is tied in with the Ninkata and Shed Ninja family? I was actually thinking about that, especially because of Parasect, that they have very similar vibes going on. I could almost see Shed Ninja and... Yeah, you should uh, get a Shed Ninja when this evolves. That's... Yep. That's what I was thinking. Like, I could almost see a regional variant being... Or I could almost see Ninkata being a regional variant of Paris, uh, something along those lines. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about specific to Paris before we mention a couple cards? No, I mean, this thing is is as on the nose as it gets for Pokemon. We've seen scientific processes made into Pokemon before, and this is as on the nose as that gets. This is a one-to-one translation. Quick note, I'll, I'll say it now. I know I normally say it for the end, but it's a boring result. The Reddit poll response for the favorites was the 700s paris was 420 hell yeah brother just they really, should yeah, have, they, they really should have voted oddish as that that was a that was a miss i kind of agree but uh yeah paris was 420 i'll just say now paris act was 327 these are these are pretty far down that, and that's way higher than i thought they would be for gen one though i'm just saying oh, for paris gen- is paris is a little cute it it had it's not when you actually read any of the entries for it or anything but just on face value 
pair's a little cute. Just saying. It's not bad. Yeah. Let's talk notable cards. Uh, do you have any? Because I really don't. Oh, I've got some notable cards. Do you? Okay, hit me. Well, I mean, they're just notable because they look silly. But Neo Revelation, uh, it's picking up a large mushroom. And I just want it to I wanted to get away from it. That's it. I'm just <laughs> like, you're in, you're in danger. It's a really run, bad buddy. spot for you. Just run. Hidden Fates, I like that it is, looks like it's on an island and the perspective is very bad. So it looks <laughs> it like looks it's gigantic. Like it's bigger than the trees. <laughs> it's gigantic. <laughs> I just felt like when I was looking at the cards and just every time I see a Paris card, you could hand me a Paris from any set. I can't tell the difference. They they all kind of look the same. There's nothing very special. It the only very one, consistent. Fire Red and Leaf Green had a clay one. I do want to bring your attention to Aquapolis, though, as usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only it's, one that looks a bit different. <laughs> it looks like its head or its face isn't even attached to the rest of it. It's just like some, it's like a cave drawing. All right. Let's talk about number 47 and really get into it here. And that would be Parasect. It evolves at level 24, unfortunately. I say unfortunately because it's horrifying. This is also the mushroom Pokemon, and boy, is it the mushroom no. Pokemon. Just go. I know you've been dying to tell me all about it. Man, did I learn some stuff about this one. And I must say, this if this were not so weak, I would easily put this on my team. because Really? Oh, yeah, because at this point, uh, the Pokemon is no longer the Paris. It is confirmed that the bug, the host, is dead. It is straight up dead. Yes. It is now just a mushroom controlling a body. And the giveaway is not only the Pokédex, but the white eyes, which I never got. I never understood that before. And now when you look at it, the eyes, it just makes so much sense. Now now I see it. I, I know that it referenced as soon as the... If the mushroom were to die or get removed or anything, it would just it would be a dead husk. It would drop dead. It would just be a husk. And I'm telling you, I this gave me so much more respect for this design where again, I thought that same as you that it was just a hermit crab bug that it was just kind of stupid. But now that I know that this is actually a mushroom controlling a drone zombie body, this thing has really shot up there for me. I did read this pulls the nutrients from organisms around it, which is on par for a, a mushroom. But man, it is kind of a shame for mushrooms, not for the rest of you know the world, that mushrooms have not been able to develop anything quite like this. I mean, they have real world examples, but if it could be purely a mushroom that is controlling a uh, it's three feet tall. It's 65 it's pounds. Hor- it is horrifying. a 65 pound zombie mushroom going around eating things and it eats trees and it, it infests entire areas. This is a highly adapted organism. This is like the freaking yes, this the is xenomorph. straight out of science fiction. <laughs> this is like the xenomorph alien of the Pokemon universe. This is And it says that they're in swarms and this this is jumping up there for some of the most terrifying things to have to encounter. If you were in I mean, I'm assuming they're I'm i I'm thinking about them as being fast. If they were fast and if they were a swarm and you encountered them, you'd be trapped by a zombie swarm of, of dead. They don't crabs. even need to be fast. That's like the terrifying thing of zombies. They don't even need to be fast. It's like a purely numbers thing. They're in swarms, they're three foot tall bugs sure you can take out a couple but you're gonna get you know run over the thought of a a fungus basically being mobile on its own and having control of a mobile body is just 
would be a crazy adaptation for the real world. Yes, and it truly makes you think back to that anime episode I was talking about where she wanted this to evolve so bad and it was just so afraid of evolving. And now we know why it was so afraid of evolving. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be taken over by, like, my hair. No. (laughs) That'd be kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah, I just have to go wherever my hair wants. I immediately went to Ratatouille, but that would involve... A rat, too, not just the hair. I know exactly what you're talking about, but doesn't change how much I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought it was interesting, too, that it says that it will fight Shinotic for territory. So it's kind of just like a couple of mushroom guys duking it out. So Shinotic <laughs> is more of like a sentient mushroom. That's like a mushroom with a face. Are mushrooms sentient? <laughs> I mean, no, now, I, they, I, now they are. Shinotic and Among Us and oh, yeah. however you want to pronounce that one. The one that's pretty they, sus. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> they all seem to be more like along the lines of like a victory bell or something where like it is the plant. The plant being alive yeah. Same with is the creature. It's, it's the thing. It's not parasitic. Yeah, I, I would like to redact from my previous episode the statements regarding whether the plant is in charge. That one feels less parasitic and more like they just needed to attach a body to it. This one, they clearly doubled down on the idea of the being in control of the the organism entirely. I, I truly never put two and two together ever until now that this is... And maybe that maybe that's silly. Maybe people are listening and thinking like, "How could you not know that?" But I'm sure somebody out there is like screaming at the their their phone oh, yeah, or radio right now. Truly blowing my mind of turning this very vanilla poke into a sci-fi nightmare. Okay, that brings me to a thought. When you say it is a very vanilla poke, I totally agree. And you never think anything about it, and we didn't notice it. Pokemon, as it presents itself in the games and the TV show and the cars and everything, so lighthearted and it's aimed at kids, all ages. I feel like Pokemon has kind of become just a. It was originally aimed at kids for sure. Yeah, it definitely was. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, you know, I'm not sitting here because it came out at the perfect time when I was. Yes, we were 10. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are a nostalgia-based podcast. We say it every episode. This is how it works. It's so crazy, and I think this is the perfect example of so many of these, they have this bright, fun approach in the game, and you don't think anything of it. And then the Pokédex entries are just horrible. And they're oh, yeah. they're very dark, and they're like, wow, that that's really rough, you know, kind of stuff. And then it's like, Pokemon as a company is like, no, we want to be aimed at kids and all ages, and we want to be all about everything, except this one Pokemon. It is a zombie hus controlled by the plant above it. And then, I mean, you truly realize that you you don't have to think about it. Like, if you didn't think about it, Pokemon would just be fun, collectible monsters. But if you do think about it, there's so much more there. No, it's true. It, it can be what you make of it. And then my brain started to also go, is this that horrifying or is this just acceptance of the real world? Yes, it well, is yeah, not I the mean, most comfortable thing out there, but this isn't like they made something up. This is very much just based off of a real world thing. I really like how much this family feels like it's getting to that root of what Pokemon was originally, where the creators were out there collecting bugs as kids, and that's what they were into and exploring like the wilderness around them and looking it was at all these. about exploring his neighborhood and looking for yeah fun exactly. bugs to catch and things that are feel otherworldly. And I think that this poke is one of the most like 
this feels like that thing that might make us a little uncomfortable, but we have to see more and we have to explore. And it's just part of nature. Yes, definitely. I mean, this is one that it is just, yeah, it's kind of circle of life. I will say that it is no more horrifying than what goes on in real life. But yeah, sometimes, you know, damn nature, you scary. Like, that's just the truth. I was literally about to. (laughs) It's just true. It's just like damn nature. Like, you really got me with this one. I think it's scary. It's more scary because I didn't know that that's what it was. I think it's that. That it's like it's been with us this whole time, and I'm just now knowing, like, oh, God. At first, you think about it, and you're like, oh, my God, awful zombie bug uh, mushroom combo thing. But then you're like, no, this is this is real world. This is how life works. And exploring and finding out these new things can be a little shocking, but... Just like in the real world, for so many people that are collecting bugs and studying bugs or different animals, or even on a larger scale, things can seem scary at first, but part of life. I don't want to get too philosophical, but I do just want to just want to post Please this. Please do. All right, Please so, do. <laughs> all right, and this might even just be a stretch, but you know how, like, in the real world, some people are morally opposed to eating animals, uh, so they eat vegetarian. You know, they eat, some are vegan okay. or whatever. Okay. Now, if you are morally opposed to the idea of Pokemon battles, but you still want to Pokemon battle, uh, this is kind of the vegetarian option because <laughs> it is already dead. This is a dead thing. It's all, It's fine. Like, what's going to happen It's not it? dead. Well, the Paris is dead, but the, the mushroom is, is still alive. The mushroom is still alive. And people eat mushrooms instead of meat. Same question I asked for the old one. If I eat a parasect, am I a vegetarian or a carnivore? <laughs> well, you're eating an animal's remains plus a mushroom. I was... Or am I a scavenger? Yes, uh, a bottom feeder. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I do just want to share two of the more creepy Pokedex entries that I found. Yeah, please. All right, so this is from Pokemon Yellow. The bug host is drained of its energy by the mushrooms on its back. They appear to do all the thinking. So that's kind of like your main hint. They're like, hint, hint. It did. Here's the other one, and this is where it gets a little bit sad. This is from Crystal. It says, when there's nothing left to extract from the bug, the mushrooms on its back leave spores on the bug's egg. Oh. That's how it gets to the Paris. The mushroom itself is like, that's what you were talking about before. Yes, the, the mushroom is like, spread the mushrooms to the Paris. Continue this is the like cycle. the most this is the ultimate circle of life poke this is you know it really seeing the entire life cycle through and very uh self-perpetuating in a, in a way that the mushroom that gives it life is eventually what takes said life away it's poetic. Hey, at least paris seemed pretty chill about it it's got those big cute eyes just waiting to be turned into a blank-eyed zombie so full of life <laughs> <laughs> How long can a Paris body keep these mushrooms alive? What's the lifespan of a parasect? How slowly is it? Are we talking? Is this level a Level 24. Is, what? Level 24. That's when it evolves. That's how long it keeps it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the parasect is... <laughs> level 24. <laughs> but the parasect is... Or the mushroom is still alive after that. So clearly the Paris has nutrients in the body. I oh, but you know it, what? I'd, I'd say it's probably no, difficult it's getting, to say. You know what, though? It says that it's getting the nutrients from elsewhere. Oh, yeah. It sucks it off the tree, too. <laughs> Puts that wood in its <laughs> mouth and just gets to sucks suck it. Sucks away. Well, anyways... Uh, 
I, I find the, the gold and silver sprites to be especially cool looking. I liked all the sprites for both Paris and Parasect. I mean, I never Very really cool. used it in game, but especially even the Gen 1 for Paris, it has a bit of a it has a bit of a harsh look, but like I said, Gen 1 sprites can't be bad because they're the original. Especially with those, look at that red and green sprite. Now that thing looks cool. Because that one, it, it looks does. more like it's wearing a hat, but it does... Looks very crab-ish, too. I mean, it just stinks that these things suck, because otherwise I would have used one 100% now that, now that I know it. I kind of wish that it had been a little ghost-type, or uh, at least had some ghost-type moves. I know that Gen 1 couldn't have any more ghost-types. It, it only had the one, but... Do you think that if they came out with uh, a poke like this today, do you think that it would have been... Do you think that this would have been, like, bug and ghost? No, I think it would probably be able to learn some ghost attacks. And I like this idea of it having a Shedinja-type thing. The Paris evolves into Parasect, and then if you have space on your bench, you also get the ghost, the ghost of the Paris. So I know you keep saying you like the design of it, and you would use it in a game. I got a level. This is one of those ones where... The backstory was really cool, and I enjoyed learning about it. But the more time I spent looking at it... Eh, it, it doesn't move the noodle. It, it, it's cool. It's fine. But it is it is a little forgettable. No, if this was good, I would use it. It's not, so I won't. Fair enough. <laughs> In another world. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I don't really have any game information. Is there any cards you want to talk about specific to Parasect? Yeah, I, I saw one cool game thing. This is just from... I didn't realize this. So Pokemon Stadium... I'm just going to read you the, this quote that it said. It said, Parasect's Pokedex entry for Pokemon Stadium connects the Pokemon world with the real world because it notes that its spores are sometimes used as medicine in China. So Pokemon Stadium references the real world. So they are, like, acknowledging the Earth. Yeah, they acknowledged Earth as a real place. I found that interesting, but that, I mean, that's the thing, is that this Pokemon really does not have much going on in the game. So everything that is cool about it is how weak it is or little tidbits. You know it's a cool poke when its big uh, claim to fame is that it's lame. <laughs> that is like a defining feature of this is that it sucks. <laughs> Again, for the cards, I don't really have much of anything. There's no GX, there's no EX, there's no V, there's no special abilities, there's no tech cards with like a cool move that you can use. There's really nothing. I noticed there is a lot of them that provide energy for other pokes, which I'm like, oh, that tracks. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> the, <laughs> the art even is kind of underwhelming. They all just look like they're waving. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of them like, are doing a lot hey. of them are giving a smile and wave. A lot of them are yeah. doing that, but that's because the mushroom is like wave to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paris Smile and Paris with your are dead mouth. All being uh, held hostage at this point. I just wanted to bring up the, the breakthrough card because it's just lost on a spaceship. No context, <laughs> no nothing. And I love how, like, the, the lifeless eyes and the completely flat face just sell how much, like, what? <laughs> Like, merp. <laughs> Again, I have to go back to this thing is the xenomorph from Alien. It is the perfect organism. Yes. <laughs> I bet it already, instead of having the face huggers, it just has mushrooms that uh, it shoots at people. Just saying. Yep. And the, uh, the, the fire red is a clay one 
smiling and waving. So I'm telling you, they're all just smiling and <laughs> smile waving. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of already talked about the family uh, as a whole. I think I kind of said what I needed to say about it. Uh, but is there anything that you wanted to say to kind of wrap it up for this family? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I bring this up every episode, The how Pokemon loves to marry story with some sort of fact, you know, some sort of you know, real world fact. But this one, uh, it does not. It, this one is the true one trick pony of the poke world. It is just a biological thing that happens. And that's the whole thing. Yeah, I think the the design language is fine. It's not my favorite, but it fits. Yeah, it's a medium. It's just a regular thing. I, I think it's a good addition. It's just it's a little forgettable, but I think it's definitely a good addition, especially for kind of the area that we're in in these low number pokes. And it was really cool to learn about it and a good uh, jumping off point. But again, just, it just truly proved yet again. I mean, I thought that this was literally one of the worst Pokemon that we were going to have to talk about. I mean, this was like I felt like we were going back to Pidgey, going back to Rattata, <laughs> and it really surprised me. So it just shows you that each of these the level of care put into even the ones that you don't even like. Yeah, this is definitely much more interesting. So I think that's a good note to end it on. Up oh, coming up next, we have Blaine's quiz show. Ben is going to ask me questions this time. Sounds good. Welcome to Blaine's quiz show, where we try to stump each other with obscure pokey facts. This week, Ben will ask me trivia questions. So, what kind of questions do you have for me this time? One game we're going to play is the is a game we've played before, and the second game is going to be a new one. So, the first game is one, a classic that we love to go to of, I have three names. Two of these are real Pokemon, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and one is not a Pokemon. It is up to you to decide which one <laughs> is not real. So, number one, we're Madam. Number two, Spinda, and number three, Sheliak. God, I mean, I want to say we're Madam because it just sounds ridiculous, but I don't think you'd come up with the ridiculous one. <laughs> Whatever, we're ma- we're Madam. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> of course it is. Of course, we're Madam <laughs> is a bug grass type Pokemon from Gen Four. It evolves from uh, Burmy. Oh, okay. I know Burmy. I didn't remember what that thing evolved into. And it's just like it's just like a pile of leaves with a face. Uh, there are three different versions <laughs> of where Madam, I would just like to say. Why, why wouldn't there be? <laughs> of course. I did not make up the term Shelyak. That is a uh, race from Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. I was thinking Shellos. And that I was like, that's it's gotta just be it. <laughs> oh for one so far today. I have another game that I wanna try. We'll see how it goes. I am going to give you a 30 second timer. In that 30 seconds, I want you to name as many pokes oh, as you gosh. can. Okay. I thought you were going to make me name animals. <laughs> no, don't worry. This is not real animals. God, right, no. It's not, it's not that hard. I am going to give you a type, and I want you a, a typing combination, and I want you to tell me any of the, any poke that would fall under those two types, and as soon as you name no. one, I will move on to the next typing. Okay, I just have to name one of that type. That is correct. So it can be any member of the family. Yes, any poke that is 
that typing. And I will mark them down how many types that you get through. Are you ready? Yes, I hope I don't get stuck on one. Probably will. Can I say pass if I get stuck on one for a while? Yes, you can. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Dragon and flying. Uh, Gyarados. No, no. wait. All right, Dragonite. Okay, I'll get, there you go. It should not be it, this hard. <laughs> no, it should not. Dark and grass. Shift tree. <laughs> Got it. Fire and flying. Um, that bird. Talonflame. Okay, got it. I'll take it. Grass and poison. Venusaur. You got it. Oh, we'll go for one more here because timers don't matter. Flying and water. Uh, why is this stumping me? It's a pretty easy one. Five. I was, was going to say Articuno. That's not right. No, that's ice. Uh, eight, all right, you got five in definitely 30 seconds. All right, so that game was a little clunky. 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the game was a little clunky. I need some refining, but... Uh, the flying ones are stumping me. <laughs> that didn't go exactly as uh, planned, but we have it for next time. We'll, uh, we'll continue to improve. Well, that was definitely tricky, and that will do it for Blaine's <laughs> Quiz Show. Uh, coming up next, we've got a hypothetical, and we are talking Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's time for Hypothetical. Today, it's not really a top three. It's just three things that we'd like to see in the upcoming Pokemon Legends Arceus game. Uh, So this game is coming out in a few weeks. So I think we're both pretty excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, get into it and play it. I mean, hopefully it turns out well. I think we've established before that we were both... uh, we're good fans of Sword and Shield. They were fun. They had their flaws, but we're no we're yeah. by no means uh, screaming redditors about every game that come out. No, I liked Shield. Yeah, it's not a perfect game, but it was a lot of fun. Sunk a lot of hours into it, and I think this one's going to be fun too. Yeah, I just hope to have a good time playing. Is is my big thing, but more tangibly here, I guess none of them are really tangible. But I was going to say my mine are not particularly tangible. They're mainly questions. <laughs> but <laughs> so I, I want to make a. Uh, I'll start us off here. Uh, I, I want to make a quick. Honorable mention, a very quick one. I hope to see not a lot of electric types. If electric animals had been abundant, we probably would have had electricity uh, far sooner than we did, and it really wouldn't make sense in this timeline. But I know I there's going to be some. I think that's a loophole that's not going to get satisfied. <laughs> I know there's going to be some, but uh, just throwing that out there, that may be. It'll probably uh, a just little, be weirdly steampunky. Maybe a little pedantic, but. <laughs> a little shallow and pedantic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three things that I'd like to see, and I think some of these are, are going to get a little hate, but number three, I'd like to see a new type. This is a game set Ooh. in a different time. It makes sense that there would be a new or different type. You even pitched it before, historical type or old, old type. Old would be the type. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, would, they wouldn't think of it as being old then. <laughs> that is a good like, point. We are back in the day, so this is old type. <laughs> number two... I would like to see less story and more exploring. All right. I do think you'll get that. I am not that interested for a Pokemon game. To me, the fun of a game like that is not going through a specific quest. I just want to go out and explore. My favorite part of Sword was just wandering the wild area, gathering pokes, looking for new stuff. And a lot of the time that you and I spent like looking and trading and finding ways to like do raids and build our teams and what we had, that was more fun than the story. I'd like to see less of a, I don't even care. I'm not even referring to it being on rails. I'm just, 
I'm not that interested in like the history of the Pokemon world or whatever. I just I want them to use the story as more of a setting for us to go on this exploration. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Sword and Shield was best when it led us to our own devices, when it was just like, here you go. The exploration is the reward and the fun in Pokemon, not being told about. Again, I I know Sword had a lot of hand-holding. I just mean in general, like the story of a Pokemon game is not the rewarding part for it. No. Number one, I would like to see fewer Pokemon with better balance. I know this one's going to be pretty unpopular. People love to have all their 9,000 dogs. No, 100%. There should definitely be less Pokemon in this. I am a big fan of the idea of ditching the national decks. I want to see fewer pokes with less redundancies of... I don't need 37 Pokemon with the same typing. One of the biggest flaws in more recent games has been there's just so many pokes that can basically do the same thing. I want fewer pokes with more appropriate timing to use specific pokes. Yeah, in those earlier games, I'd say even I guess up through Gen 4 because of the limited fire types, like you really had to think about who you were going to use. You'd say yeah. like, okay, well, here's the fire type for the game. So yeah, your, your choices for your team definitely made a difference. And it, it feels like you can, I mean, I get it. it we're talking an all ages game. You got to be able to get away with pretty much anything because sometimes people just like to use the pokes that they like. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but if you really want to have a powerful team or get through different areas. Yeah, ultimately, you can use whatever you want within the right. games, at least in the story mode. I'd like to see the idea of you can use a curated team and specific pokes because there are fewer pokes. Yes. And what do you have for me? All right. So mine are more Jeopardy style. They are posed as questions. It's more of just <laughs> okay. like, will will this be there? Will that be there? So right. one of the biggest things I just want to see is just how similar is this game going to be to prior games? Like, are we going to get very specific callbacks to familiar characters? Like, there, are there going to be professors... Is there a Team Rocket? like, Or are we completely getting away from that old style? Because I would like us to get away, at least for this kind of game, where we're going for like that Breath of the Wild clone-type game. I want to see more of that style, of like, it's open exploration, you kind of do what you want. There is a story, but you're not tied to like the normal Pokemon-isms, I guess. I will pay- place a wager with you right now for one booster pack. I do not think that this game will have a rival. God, I hope not. I do not need Hop following me around again. <laughs> do, you, do you think there will be a rival or not? I'm afraid there will be, but I hope that there won't be. If there is a rival, I'll buy you a booster pack. If there is not a rival, uh, you're sending me a booster pack. How about that? All right, but I pick the boosters either way. Like I physically, <laughs> I'm going to physically take them off the shelves either way. If I touch it, you know you're not going to get shit. <laughs> Don't give me your luck. <laughs> Fair enough. What else uh, you got for me? So the next one is just, I want to know what the main challenge is going to be in this game. Are there going to be gyms or are we going to get, again, like Zelda, are we going to get puzzles that lead to boss battles? Because we saw that there's going to be big pokes to fight. I don't remember the name of the Rock Scyther. It's clear that that is some sort of boss that you have to fight. What you're saying is we're going to be fighting against big poke, taking them down as poke a InfoWars. (laughs) Do not call them out directly on this podcast. They will shut us down. (laughs) 
they will shut us down. They will affect our booster luck for the next 10 years. (laughs) That's why I already get nothing. They know. They're trying to silence me. No, that's an interesting question. Will they shift away from the main objective being that Elite Four or Booster? Yeah, I'm curious. What is... I hadn't even thought about that. What is going to be... Obviously, there has to be something to measure your progress as you go. Of course. I want to know, like, what will that be? I I say I don't want a story, but, like, I'd still, like, some sort of challenge and what am I like I don't want to just randomly be wandering around you got to have the battles and the boss battles that you have to overcome you're right what are what is that going to take the form of something and then my number one is just I just want to see the rest of the new Pokemon a lot of the new Pokemon have been already teased and I actually really like them I really like that we're doing again like the I don't know. No, you know, no offense to the Pokemon, but we're taking like dumb ones and we're making them cool. Like we're bringing new life into them. Like how we were talking about Grimer. You know, Grimer got in a lowland form. Nobody likes Grimer. And now Voltorb, one of the most notoriously lazy designs, is going to get a new design. I really like the Growlithe, so I really want to see what that Arcanine is going to look like because there is an incredibly high chance I have one on my team. I am curious at this point if they are going to do zero new pokes. If they're going to do zero new pokes? Yeah, only regional variants. Oh, right, right. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I, I, I don't think that there will be new things except maybe like maybe we'll get some new legendaries. I mean, we already have a legendary. We already have a legendary named in Arceus. I don't like. I'm beginning to wonder, like, is it going to be only existing pokes that are established pokes and regional variants of established pokes? I'm fine with that. Regional pokes are one of the coolest things that that ever happened to Pokemon, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe an expansion of that where it's going to be like the only but some existing pokes are going to get new evolutions. My big thing is what does that Arcanine look like? Because if they made it derpy, I will be really mad because it's going on my team. (laughs) Well, we'll see what happens. I'm definitely uh, excited to play. It's already pre-ordered. That's going to wrap it up for episode 19 where we talked about Paris and Parasect, the zombie mushroom Pokemon. Thanks again, as always, for listening. And uh, if we have any listeners in Paris, uh, A, thank you for listening. B, I hope we didn't offend you. And uh, C, tell all your friends and uh, people who are outside of Paris, please also tell all your friends. We'd love to have some new (laughs) listeners to the show. Anyone, Uh, whether in Paris or or out. If you're on the mushroom (laughs) or if you're on the Paris, please spread the word. If you are controlled by a mushroom, Dear Mushroom, please have your host <laughs> click to uh, subscribe, click subscribe to <laughs> the show and to follow us. Also, please spread please the word you. about us, similar to how the mushroom spreads <laughs> the spores onto the Paris. <laughs> You're going to do this again? Are we going to do this I, again? Yes, I really wanted to make a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also have your mushroom uh, leave us a comment or follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Please send us ideas for hypotheticals. We do have new stickers. Uh, They were posted on there. And if you send us a hypothetical and we like it, we'll send you a sticker. We'd be happy to send some. I'd love to hear what a mushroom could come up with as far as a hypothetical. (laughs) It's just a Paris just furiously typing. So does a Paris type with just the claws or does it type with the front four legs? Types like an old man. It's just just the little arms going. (laughs) (laughs) One click at a time. It's a boomer typing. One at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's going to do it. I'm Ben. And I'm Andy. Thanks for listening. See ya.